Hi, my name is Fred Cook, and you are listening to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project. Now, what is it? Will you go, will you go again? Sorry. Go for it. The Wellness, okay. Wellness Project Podcast. Wellness Project Podcast. You just need to add podcast at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Fred Cook, and you are listening to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 36 of the Dan Kill Wellness Project podcast. I'm sitting here with one of my best friends in the whole wide world, um, Mr. Jared O'Shea. Um, myself and Jared have been talking about coming on and doing a podcast together for quite some time, but as with organising all of these things, scheduling can be an issue. So, Jared, thanks so many for coming on today. No problem at all. So, me and you have known each other for over 10 years. At least, yeah. And how we met was we, uh, well, Jared does. A lot of acting, a lot of directing, a lot of writing in the local theatre, which is called the Moak Theatre down in Nason County, Kildare. And I swanned up in 2006 or seven and auditioned for a panto, and you were in the panto. Is that correct? That sounds right. Was Romeo and, and Juliet not first? Oh, yes. I think. Around the same time. Maybe. No, no, it was panto first, and then your now wife. My now wife was directing. Who was the director yes. of. Who, uh, who neither very, of us knew. Neither of us cast knew. both of us and regularly mixed us up. Yes, and Jer played, at that time, Jer played Romeo, and I played one Mer- of the other ones. Mercutio, no, Tybalt. Tybalt. You were Tybalt because we had our cool super su- super slow mo fight. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we, um, yeah, so we started our journey to becoming friends, I suppose, and did a lot of acting together. And something I've spoken about a lot around wellness has been. I take a break from doing drama. I come back to it and then go, fuck, why did I leave? <laughs> why? Like, I, and it, I'm it's usually happens. trying to do a play and I'm like, I'd love to cast Dan. Where's he gone? He's disappeared. <laughs> yeah, he's moved to Dublin again or he's met someone or he's done this or he's done that or he's, you know, whatever. So what I've come to realise through all of the things that me and you have done over the last 10 years is I am happiest when I'm on stage expressing myself and you know singing dancing rapping like the panto in 2017 what's your experience around performance and how do you link that to to wellness for you for me i think i'm probably at my happiest creating right um which is kind of a strange one it, it for over the last while i think it's become less and less about performance even though that's the one that has the big buzz so you have your big buzz and everyone's like oh yeah that's and it is it, it is great the reaction of of getting audiences seeing you and like you know yeah. we know that how deadly that is and how great that feels yes i probably feel at my most content in terms of that that side of things probably rehearsing and making stuff making stuff happen for the very first time or yes. writing a lot or yeah it's more about for me Rather than necessarily getting an audience reaction. Yeah, so, so a good example would be the pantomime in the Boat Club last yeah. December that you wrote and your wife directed, yeah. Leanne. Hi, Leanne, how's it going? Um, what I'm really interested in, though, is through the creative process, mm. like, how does that change your state? How does it change your, you know, your 
your how you feel about yourself and how you feel about life in general. I probably one of the things that kind of gets me down, I suppose, is and I'm I'm probably fortunate here that I don't suffer, I suppose, from really extreme mental the, the sort of the, the, like the coaster. yeah the extremes of yeah. I suppose my stereotype of I don't know whether it still is or was now the kind of bipolar end of people who have massive deviations from their normal state yeah so they swing also from high to low yeah. to like everybody I do as well but I, I it's probably a much narrower range I probably don't get as down yeah and um, but one of the things I suppose that does is this sense that oh my life is dull mm. oh I don't particularly enjoy my job it's boring right. um oh my God, what am I living for? What's the point? Yeah. And that, that's so it things. goes existential. Yeah, well. Well, like, like, I've had this, I suppose for years, like very naively as a teenager, I had this notion of, wouldn't it be great if, this is going to get into death very quickly, this is... That's okay, that's okay. <laughs> wouldn't it be great if, and it's, it's a really childish attitude, I think, wouldn't it be great if after I'm dead, people who never knew me, that mattered to them? somehow that I, to make an impact something this, that you created matter to them something about me that my lot that because obviously your family and, and your friends who who love you because you're in their lives are going to miss you after you die yes. but i've always had this notion of having an impact on people on the world beyond that so that somehow beyond just well i existed and people who knew me like me hmm. that somehow i've made a difference that's really interesting it's it's something like in all of the episodes so far nobody has brought that up actually and really? i think it's quite important like it's, probably, it's not something I've really considered that. But much. It, it's probably it's it's a misplaced egotism, possibly, to think that actually we're not all deserving of a Wikipedia page for arguments. I mean, that's a low bar because <laughs> <laughs> um, I could just make one up myself if I really wanted to. I get but what I think, you mean. But that's one of those things where <laughs> you you know you could wake up on a, a Monday morning and and you don't control when this kind of this comes upon you. And right. thankfully for me, it's not a big dark cloud that lingers over me. Yeah. Um, but you could kind of, you've, you've had a lovely weekend. You've caught up on an entire box set of The Sopranos that you've had on your list to do. And you've, you've gone out for dinner with people and sure. you've, had, you've hung out with your mates and you've had a great time. And then all of a sudden you wake up Monday morning and go, oh shit, this is my life. Yeah. Oh crap. And one of the things I suppose that's within my control to do about that yeah. is at lunch, rather than just sitting going, Oh, I'll do. I'll check what's on BBC again, or I'll do another Sporkle quiz of the top fifty oldest goal scorers in the Premier League, which I could do till I'm blue in the face at lunch. Instead, go and create something, go and make something, because and it's an incredibly frustrating process. And I'm not saying that I'm brilliant at it, but it is. It, to me, that's something that's really rewarding. That even if nobody reads it, nobody ever yeah. sees it, I feel like I've done something yeah. that my existence without me existing in the world would not have existed yeah so i think it's a, again another very important point here is we, our jobs some of us like our jobs some of us don't like our jobs yeah. you know some jobs give people energy some don't and some mm. have a bit of one yeah. column a a bit of column and, and b that's probably true for most people I well think. tony robbins talks about this thing called net time it's called no extra time okay which is what i think you're describing there so in my job, for example, I would have a lot of time where I'm traveling to and from appointments where, you know, I do have a lot of net time where I'm not engaging with clients yeah. and I have my paperwork up to date yeah. so I can use that time, like you said, top 50 goal scorers, 1997 to 2007. Don't get me wrong, that's good fun and I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah, but I totally get what you're saying. That net time is there to be used for something that's going to... 
What's the word I'm trying to think of? It's going to enrich somebody, or, or you, or somebody else. Potentially, it's going to enrich your life. Yeah, yours firstly because you're you're and, you're the protagonist. Yeah, so. t- yeah, yeah. But and, and then then that becomes a double edged sword because you kind of go, you come home on a Thursday night and you go, right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try. I'm working on a one act play that I'm writing. I'm going to try and write five or six pages. That's a pretty low target, but maybe right. I can get through five or six, and maybe three of them will be crap and they'll get written out yeah. later. But let's get home and try and write five or six. Yeah. And traffic is worse on the way home than you want. And you decide to have a glass of wine with dinner, and oh, there's something good on the TV, and you don't do it, and you yeah. still have a, a pleasant enough evening. Yeah. Then you wake up on the Friday morning, and you go, "Now I feel doubly shit," right? Because not only did I already feel a bit, I should do something. I've yeah. then wasted an opportunity yeah. to do something. Um, this is really sorry. This is really important stuff. I mm. think that not a lot of people do talk about that often, including myself. I've recently begun, as I was telling you the other day, a goals, a yeah. weekly goals yeah. list. Because of exactly what you're talking about. I was trying to manage my mental health, I guess, trying to get back training, do X and Y and Z, but there was no structure around it. And I was waking up on a Tuesday saying, the fuck was that Monday evening all about? Yeah. And it might waking have been a very nice Thursday. Monday evening. Exactly. But I knew that I wasn't doing something or engaging in a creative process for myself or I didn't go training yeah. to, you know... Um, to get rid of the stress out of my body yeah. and build my muscles, all that kind of yeah. stuff. That matters. Like the next morning you do wake up and you do feel Yeah, like- and I suppose this is where maybe someone who, like me, who thankfully, knock on wood, but you need, I suppose I need to keep it in check and make sure that it doesn't. Thankfully, I would say that I don't, quote, suffer from mental illness sure. in, in, in that kind of quote. That's a whole other podcast. It, exactly, but in the sense of I mean, that sort of wellness thing, it's kind of within my gift to control a little bit because yeah. I'm probably in a position where I wake up on that Tuesday morning and go, God, I wasted Monday. God, Tuesday's ahead of me. God, what's my life about? I am kind of able to just go, well, if I just don't think about it, okay. it won't get me down. Yeah, well, that's definitely... Distraction and ignoring it is one option. Yeah. Personally, I found that that always bites you in the ass, whether it's a month down the line or two days down the line. It, yeah, it's just kind of it's, de- it's deferred really disappointment. Right. It's like when you drink too much and you're borrowing time from tomorrow. That's it's kind of a similar. It, it's yeah. kind of a similar analogy. Yeah, yeah. Will I have that next one? Yeah, yeah, feck it, it'll be grand. Then the next day you're like, what was I doing? But the other thing, like you're talking about setting goals. Mm. There are, you also need sort of, and I think to be fair, you probably do this. You, you need time for spontaneity as well. You can't kind of go, yeah. right, I'm going to get home from work. Six to seven is exercise. Seven to 7.30 is dinner. 7.30 to nine, I'm going to try and write something. Nine to 10, I'm going to go for a frame of snooker. <laughs> and then I go to bed at 10 o'clock. And then yeah, repeat. Absolutely. Because then somebody kind of goes, oh, oh great, the three of us are going out for a pint tonight. Do you want to join us? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, no, no, that's yoga yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. maybe that's fine for you, but I think you yeah. need some element of that as well. So yeah. I think for me, like I've, I've kind of set very moderate goals but not in I don't set them weekly I've yeah. set myself to try and get back into because Panto was great fun to write and stuff like that I've tried to get back into let's just try and create more little little kind of 45 minute plays yes um, so I've set myself a target across the year and they won't be to get a draft of them done yeah. to do six across the year right so one every two months exactly so that's quite manageable so by the end of February I had one do- the one I sent you to read um, I wept <laughs> In a good way, I hope. <laughs> I read the pl- I read the draft of this play and I yeah. wept like a little child at my desk in work. Thank God my colleague Fran wasn't beside me that day, but it was absolutely so, amazing. But the likes of that, so now I'm and I suppose then like a lot of these things, you set yourself a goal. It's very manageable, and, and if I don't work on it for a week, I haven't lost so much time because I'm not being so aggressive with it. But equally, if I get to the end of April and I haven't done the second one, hmm. 
no big deal. I'm not going to kind of have that, oh, fuck it effect of, yes. well, it's gone now, so I've just done one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just try and get back on the horse and, and yeah. me, that's up to me to control and go, I didn't get one done in April, but you know what? I did this and I did this instead. Yeah. Let's park that away and I'll make sure. my new goal five. And I think, but I think it's about, and for me, that's what it's about. It's yeah, about, I mean, it's I'm, about leaving something behind. That sounds really vain. Yeah. And I don't think so. I think that you want to leave an imprint. Yeah, but equally, a lot of the stuff that I do, I'm kind of, and, and to be fair, I'm doing this less than I did in the kind of angsty teenage years. It's sitting on a computer somewhere. That mm. you know, it's not something that I'm widely I'm sending to everybody in the world to read and we're You know, I'll do some of that, but a lot of it I'm kind of doing and writing and creating and going. Well, that, that, that worked for me and that was... And it's yeah. not about catharsis or going, oh, I got this whole existential thing out of me by writing all this bullshit and now I feel so much better and I feel... Yeah. It's just about the act of creation for the me. The process of it. Yeah, and yeah. That's, why, that's why in terms of the plays and stuff that we've been in, and maybe it's why I've done it less and... I've actually probably done it less and less than... I know you were saying like I've done it lots and... Like in the last five or six years, I've probably performed three shows. Yeah. Less. Um... Because what I'm really enjoying now yeah. is rehearsals. I really like that idea that you, again, <laughs> we're flipping from uh, subject and idea to subject, as is the general way of this Thank You Wellness Project podcast. And, and our relationship. And our relationship <laughs> and every conversation we have, yes. Um, and I will continue to do that because I think the best thing that people can take from a podcast like this is that little seed of an idea that might help them improve their own wellness. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole, the whole thing. But I love... That idea that you just mentioned about you ha- you can't be too stringent with your goal setting. Mm. Like you described beautifully, half seven to eight, eight to nine. I tried that the first week. So I was left, because I do it every Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Sitting there in the next Sunday morning going, didn't do that. Because this happened, didn't do that. And I found myself becoming way too hard on myself already. Yeah. At and then you go, well, I'm not going to bother doing one at all next week. And you stop setting goals. Yeah. Like I've kind of one of again, I set myself a pretty low one for this year, uh, because I'm not really a New Year's resolution type person. But yeah. it was about kind of going. Here's a couple of really small changes I can do in my life, and I've stopped doing these over the last maybe five or six weeks. What one did you, them, What did you want to change? Firstly, um, some of it was just about. If, I'm probably physically not as healthy as I'd like to be, but some of it was just about that. One okay. of them was a stupid little thing of don't use the snooze button in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Which was partly about, well, you, you feel, you're not going to feel any better for the, ex, the two extra bo- batches of five minutes sleep. Yeah. You're still going to, if you wake up at half six when my alarm goes and you feel, oh, I'm a bit groggy. Yeah. Sleeping for four minutes and four minutes isn't going to change that. No, but try just telling get, yourself that. Just get the fuck up. <laughs> try telling yourself that. It's yeah, no, impossible. Yeah. And the, Feels impossible. And it's, it's not right. impossible. If you've gone to bed at half, 10 or half 10 and you kind of go, actually, the, the, now I'm just being lazy. If you've gone to bed at 12, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I need this five minutes. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was one and it was like, maybe, you're not because I, I've, I used to often go in to work and have breakfast at my desk in work or something sure. like that. And it was just maybe get up and have something to eat. Maybe just get up, watch the news for a few minutes. Maybe yeah. get up. Just the extra five minutes in the morning, rather than dead sleeping time, when you um, wake up feeling yeah, worse. Yeah. So some of it was about that, and some of it was about maybe maybe in those five minutes, have breakfast, or yeah. something, Yeah, a, a really small thing, that it's better time for me. Every and, single life coach I've ever read, that is part of their yeah. process. Every single one. Like, from all disciplines, all mm. backgrounds, Robin Sharma, Anthony Robbins, all these guys, like, really people who have worked on their own productivity mm. always say yeah. don't get up at five o'clock 
Well, I wouldn't get up. Not sure. No, but like that's, but a, I'm, I'm that's a, a nominal number. But, but I'm probably they, a morning person anyway. In that, yeah. in anything I do, whether it's and you've probably been, you've heard me talking about in rehearsals for the show we're working on at the moment, kind of going, "Can we rehearse at eight o'clock on a Sunday morning?" That would suit me fine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I'm probably like even in in work, even though it's not my favorite thing in the world to do. If I go in and start, if I have a to do list of stuff from the day before. My best time to do it is first thing in the morning and tackle them and go bang, bang, bang. Because if yeah. I leave them till 11 o'clock, I might as well leave them till 2. Then I might as well leave them till 4 and not and do them. And then something else comes in that you have to do that's urgent, all so, that kind of stuff. But in anything, I, I'm, so morning is probably a good time for me anyway, but that wasn't really, this was just, a, and, and that's one of those things that's probably slipped a little bit. I've started to go, oh, okay, next Are you re snoozing? Okay, next five minutes. Um, but not, not as bad as I used to be. In a, and again, I'll probably restart it, but I'm not killing myself. Well, through it. the simple act of us. Getting onto this subject, it will probably occur to you yeah, now. Yeah, just do it. Just go back and do it. Just do it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And some of some because of the reasons, what were the benefits when you did? Just you were go, and a really simple thing. By the time you kind of get up and in the car at seven o'clock, you were just so much more awake. Right. Okay. And like partly because sounds so simple, but so impactful. Partly because well, you were actually up out of bed twenty minutes earlier than or fifteen minutes earlier than you were, but also. You kind of in those that snooze just regresses you. You go you go back into kind of crap or sleep. Yes, you'd have been better off just getting up. So that was that yeah, was part it's of like that. punching yourself in the face on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you like. Sorry to be very extreme there. <laughs> if you like. <laughs> I'm having a bad. Don't day. try that. I'm having a bad day for analogies, guys. Sorry about that one. Um, and then the other one, and this is one that I probably should definitely get back doing, was. And again, it's about not doing sporkle quizzes and stuff like that at lunchtime. It was about just get out and walk. Okay. And it wasn't about because I'm not a gym bunny. I don't like <laughs> I don't exercise in the way that I see you doing on your sure. stuff. But it it was a physical. It was a a mental thing as much as a physical thing. Just get out, walk for twenty minutes, clear your head. Yeah. And then come back and continue as normal. Right. It was just twenty minutes. So can and, I say to you that yeah. my process and my exercise is. Is mental the exact same impact on me that yours does on you, and everybody listening to the podcast has their own way of moving moving their body, yeah, so that it clears their mind. Yeah, it's not like a, there's a lot of pressure I feel around lifting and like there's so much dialogue going on, especially on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff about you have to lift to be but to feel better. Suppose, you don't. You no, don't at no, all. No, no. But I, I suppose if you're gonna do that sort of aerobic or weight building type exercise yeah. there is a physical trend there's, there's a physical change if you look at where you were you do it for six months and you do it you, yeah. you do see a physical change yeah. that 20 minutes walk a day isn't going to deliver for you because it's purely no, but the impact on your mental, your mental health, health is the is, same is what i'm but interested you, but you can also and, and this is something we might chat about as well is if when you look back at things you've achieved yeah some of those, they might have been done for your mental health, but at the end of it, and it could be, I wrote a panto, or it could, but it could be, I gained this muscle mass. It could yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the act of achievement. Yeah, and you can look back in it and go, well, all of this stuff that I did, it can have a kind of a, a double benefit for your wellness in a way, and at the time it clears your head and is good for you, Absolutely. but then in six months' time when you feel shit, and we, we, I did this, remember, I think was it was the year before last, where kind of around Christmas I'd been feeling a bit meh, yeah, but I went. Do you know what? Here's all the stuff I achieved yeah. over the past twelve months. Not all of it was massive. Some of it was per- some of it was irrelevant for other people, but very significant for me. Some of it other people would have seen, or sure. some of it, it was a secret that I was now telling people for the first time. Right. But that act. What was of, the act of doing it? Like, was it difficult or? No, no, no. It wasn't difficult. But it felt really good afterwards because you, you, it's stuff that you probably you do something, you spend a week on it, 
and then it's gone and you've moved on to something else. And it's yeah. only when you look back at the year and go, I did that, I did that, I oh, did yeah, that, that, I did thing. that, I did that. Yeah. These are all things that I would have probably gone, God, 2015 was a bit of a write-off of a year. Where did that time go? Actually, hang on. It yeah. wasn't a write-off. Firstly, that's a terrible thought to have. Completely. And because, I, I hate and I, myself for having those thoughts. I, I well, hate... I mean, it, it's, we all it, do. it kind of feels like we, we all err towards that... Yeah, and we also go... Blanket oh, statement without actually analysing... And that what, was the point what is of doing it. That was the point of doing it. I mean, That's nice. There was stuff like, I again, and it, then, it, then it can become, well, 2016 wasn't as productive as 2015. <laughs> and that can, that can be the point, which was probably sure. why I didn't do it subsequently. But there was stuff in it that I was really proud of having done. Yeah. Um, that I would have, yeah, like that, they kind of go, God, that year was a write-off. But we do it on a much smaller basis. You get to a Wednesday and you go, I can't wait for Friday. Yeah. You know, there's three days to get through. Yeah. Not to get through, to live, to exist, to create, to, to do stuff. To use the lunch break, to go for the walk. Yeah. Sorry, I put a post up yesterday yeah. right, that said loosely this message, right? It was, I had a bit of a breakthrough recently around when I'm feeling really depressed, when I'm feeling really fearful or down, um... It's really hard to feel that that's not going to last forever. Okay. Okay. And I'll tell you why I thought of this now in a second. But so what I'm teaching myself to do when I'm, you know, I'm getting a process of realizing that when I am in that fearful state, this could happen three times tomorrow. Okay. I could get into that state. What I'm developing a skill of doing is really knowing that it's going to pass. But do you, you know I mean? do, do you do anything to, to help it pass or yes, do you, do you ride it out? I could, I could do a bit of writing. I could change my state. I could play my guitar, my piano. I could go to the gym. The point I'm trying to make is normally I do those things and then afterwards I have that oh shit moment. Oh yeah, what was I thinking? That's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not going to last. Yeah. It hasn't of lasted. Of course it wasn't. It hasn't to. lasted forever. Yeah. I cannot describe though when I'm in it how per- pervasive that thought of this is never going yeah, to this end. This is a hole I'm in now. Yeah. 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 So um, to link it to what you were saying there, you were talking about kind of looking back on a year and your initial thought is a bit of a write-off of a year. But then you did something and realized, you know, it you changed your state yeah, yeah, yeah. to doing yeah. this, you know? So I think that we're very kind of susceptible to whatever is in my mind right now at this moment. Is how it must be. Paints yeah. my whole past, yeah. my future. Hopelessness comes in. Or hopefulness comes in. Yeah. So I think it's really important and what's really working for me is now I can actually be in that state and say, this is not going to last forever and believing it. Yeah. Because you can't, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of, you know, people say, be positive. You can't just think positive thoughts. That's like going, don't have cancer. Like, yeah. that, that, that's, yeah. not how, that's not how yeah. you get out of something like that. No, that's, no. So I think that that's just a wonderful thing that you did and, you know, but I suppose, again, this is where I come in and kind of go, thankfully, I probably, when I feel in those moments on a Monday, sure, I don't even get to the stage of this is never going to pass. Okay. It, it's it's not Does for me. Does it not me, feel like it's going to It's not this oppressive <laughs> mental weight on me. Sure. It's more like... <sighs> a dullness? Uh, yeah. It's sort of this... That if, 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 if I stop thinking about anything, there's this little greyness going... Sure. Ugh. It's like the, the voice on your shoulder is one going, life's a bit shit, isn't it? Now, but I can drown him out, he, but he's still there and I, he will go away. Sure. But I don't. I, I probably don't get to that place of going, oh God, this is going to be here forever. But that's yeah. just probably 
my mental makeup that I don't have that in the same way as Possibly. other people have. Possibly. Um, but I think it's it, presumably that's something that you do need to. You can let it. You can let it creep in. Yeah. If you don't manage it, and I've yeah. been lucky, I suppose, so far in my life, it doesn't mean that at some point it's not going to go. Oh fuck! Yeah. This is never going away. <laughs> I'm going to feel like this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, because I'm probably a worrier as well. Like I worry right. about things yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like I had a around the, t- the bad snow a few weeks ago. Yeah. I got a, a bad kind of. Sin- I was cu- I was sick at the same time, but I had a, a, a kind of sinusitis attack. And I felt really bad because I couldn't balance properly because it was just in inner ear in vertical kind of stuff. stuff yeah. yeah, and like if you even turned your head, you felt really nauseous because your whole sense of balance was gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it probably you know it, I actually kind of I still have tinnitus from it at the moment. Oh, even oh, six God. weeks later, it hasn't gone away. But at the time, for maybe a couple of hours, <laughs> it was quite bad. <laughs> but I was lying in bed going, "This might be me forever. I could go deaf." And I was lying in bed thinking of the worst possible scenario. <laughs> And I said, but it's that that was about my this, physical health what we've just discussed made you think of this yeah but that was about my physical health I was lying in bed going this could be me I might never hear again I might never be able to move I could be bed bound because like, I can't turn my head I can't hear I can't see I won't be able to talk to people I can't work and I said but, that's, but I had two it, hours I had is it a long time for well, that but then I fell asleep so I, but oh, I, okay. I probably had it for two hours but in the middle of that there was this thought of kind of maybe you know after an hour going well I've had it for an hour and it hasn't gone away Yeah. what's going to change in the next 70 years, or well, 70 years, I'm being optimistic, 40 years to make it go away. aim high, bro. Yeah, aim high. Yeah, sure, look, science by the time, this is the other thing. I, and this is, this is where I do get into a, oh God, is that so often I feel young and I feel yeah. all of these things that you think you can do with your life. Yeah. You kind of go, well, a lot of them now I can't. I'm struggling a lot with that lately as well. Yeah, and you kind of go, I don't, like, I, I've just come from playing indoor football. That my ability is the main reason why I, I'm my career as a Premier League footballer it has to be ruled out. But my age also. But I, you know, there's people playing with me who like are a little more than half my age. Yeah. But in no way do I feel less fit yeah. or less capable. Like, or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. outrunning people who are 10, 15 years younger than yeah. me. I'm my stamina is long, despite the fact that my only serious aerobic training is playing that football. Yeah, a week apart every time, and I haven't played in two weeks, so yeah, yeah. I haven't run. Yeah, in two weeks, and I'm going up against people half my age, and I feel so I'm kind of going, well, I must be only twenty two. <laughs> yeah, I have all of those feelings, and then I go, oh no, I'm not. Yeah, and all of these things you you, you kind of think when you're young and go, well, it doesn't matter that last year was a bit of a write off because you know when I win my Oscar. Or when I'm lifting the Champions League trophy in a few years' time, which inevitably is going to happen. And there is that moment where you go, fuck, not only is that only going to happen, I'm not even going to get through half the books on my shelf. So what's the solution to this? Because I think, again, this is so important. So if our heads are, and I'm really struggling with this one lately, personally as well, I'm turning 37 in July and there's so much things that I want to achieve and Mm. do. Um, What's the solution? I, I don't know. I, do you, what do you think is this the is going to? Do you do? You, I don't like saying this because this is a, a set a settle for second best. I think you do have to go. Okay, I accept there are all these things that are never going to happen to me. Okay, so but that what doesn't do you mean, change your goal then. I see, I suppose that's the thing. If 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 you had spent all of your life going working towards being an Irish rugby international, sure, without ever playing for a club, of course, that was the big disadvantage, or ever playing the sport. Yeah. But you get to a point then where you, like that was never a goal. Or it was never right. something that I was working towards. But there are all of these things that you see 
you know, I'm like you, I'm a couple of months younger than you, I'll be 37 later this year as well. You're going to go, well, if I was 17, yeah. there are all, these, these were, all of these possibilities would be open to me. Yeah. So I don't think you necessarily have to, it's not about going, well, that's a goal that was on my list and I'm taking it off. Yeah. But they're just things that are no longer open to you. Yes, and I think that that's the only... But rather than beating yourself up and going, it looks like I'm never going to do these things. Yes. Just accept that. Exactly. So you're, Set other goals. Well, rather talk, than, well, rather yeah. than removing those, yeah. it's about setting other goals. Exactly. What you're talking about here is, like, if you're ruminating, like my therapist often said, are you in the ruminating room again? You know, where you're thinking about things that you have no power to change, mm. where you are thinking about lots of things in your past that are clearly not helpful. Yeah. Those thoughts are not helpful for you. So I think that, um, I just think that we have a choice all the time. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't shoot for the stars. doesn't yeah. mean that you shouldn't have goals, but there's nothing wrong with reassessing goals yeah. because you can spend all of your time in that ruminating room thinking, oh... I think it's also about rather than being disappointed at the things you haven't achieved or are now never going to achieve, it's about setting goals that you can still feel satisfied in having achieved. Exactly. So you kind of go, right, at 37, I'm never going to, I don't know. And it could be something small. I'm never going to be a professional actor. Sure. Okay, that's not possible. That That's still possible. You see people in their 50s. Yeah, Jared but, Butler, 42. But for, yeah, he, he didn't turn professional at 42. Um, what do you mean? He's only 42 now, isn't he? No. Anyway. He was in PS I Love You at 42. That was his first big role. There you go. But you know what I mean? He was a carpenter, for Christ's sake. <laughs> so was Harrison Ford. Sorry, Jared. Um, I don't know if you were actually a carpenter, but it was I, something I, like no. that. A solicitor or something. <laughs> something. Sorry, solicitors. Yeah. Yeah. All fine professions. <laughs> um, but, Jimmy, rather than going, well, maybe I'm never going to be that, a, a professional actor or a professional footballer. Or, they don't have to be fame things. Yeah, yeah. A doctor. Yeah. Go... Okay, I can still set a smaller goal, but it's one I can achieve. Yeah. So maybe I can't be a professional actor, but I can be the best actor I can be in the local club, and I can try and I win awards that. for that. I or love I can. That. Maybe I can't be a professional basketball player. Yeah. But I can play every Saturday morning with my mates. Sure. So you're rejigging. Yeah. Something that you felt drawn towards in maybe. order to make it maybe that little bit more achievable. Yeah. And it has to be done with baby steps. This yeah. is what I want to ask you about mm. next. So I referenced my, my own goal setting earlier on and like you would not believe how small some of the goals are. Like a minute meditation every day. But then you take that off and that's an achievement. That's what I'm saying. But you also that's don't want to go impact. you can't set them so low either that they're meaningless. Like you can't go go to work every day because that's that, that's normal. <laughs> well for some people No I, I yeah, I get that, but that, that, you you're, know, trying that, you're trying to set goals you're trying to set goals I think that will I suppose if that's a challenge for you, then yeah. But you're trying to set goals that will kind of challenge you. Yeah. So that when you achieve them, you feel like you've achieved something. Right. That was the whole point. <laughs> that, exactly. <laughs> to build up that wellspring of confidence in myself, that whole, instead of sitting around thinking, oh, I still haven't done this. Oh, yeah. still, you can hear my mind in the way my voice is there. Like That's literally what, yeah. the way my thoughts yeah. would be for months. Like, oh, I still haven't even tried tried that. I still haven't started to learn that, like that guitar song, you know, the piano song. And even when I'm saying it, I can feel myself in that state. Yeah. So the simple fact of going to Costa Coffee in Monterey Shopping Centre every Sunday morning, right? Computer, bam, list. goals list. Which, that's an achievement. The achievement of yes. writing a goals list is an achievement, yes. even if you don't achieve anything yes. on it. So there. Whilst you can't be too stringent around yeah, it, yeah. I believe that that basic structure mm. is so powerful, man. Mm. 
Like this is a really so powerful. How Beautiful. much how much time do we all spend that dead time sitting at home watching TV? And it, it it's a killer for for kind of productivity or creative yeah. stuff because it's so easy and there is so much brilliant television on. Um, and I watch a lot of sport as well. But one of the things that I sort of I'm trying to do a little bit more is I'm going to inevitably watch television. I'm going to watch it every, you know, a couple of hours or whatever. I'm going to watch no X number of hours per yeah. week or weekend. And by TV, you're including Netflix, of course. Oh, absolutely. Because I, I think people broadcast oh, I, don't, I don't watch uh, television anymore. But didn't you watch 12 hours of Stranger Things last night? <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, but I wasn't watching telly. <laughs> I don't have a TV license. So you can't, get away, TV license. Any, you can't get away with that anymore. But, sorry, yes. Television programming, yeah. <laughs> however broadcast or through whatever medium. Yeah. But like one of the things that I'm kind of going, I'm going to watch this anyway. But I have done myself a TV to-do list of programs that seem to be out there in the zeitgeist that everyone's talked about and people refer to, and yeah. they're so well known that people are people are doing spoofs of them and as if everyone knows them. But I've never seen. Sure. So I've done myself a to-do list of TV programs, right? <laughs> so that at least I you're feel you're increasing your TV productivity. At least I feel well. If I'm gonna spend three hours watching television, at least watch something. Yes. That I feel I'm kind of going... Like, we had never, yeah. ever watched The Sopranos yeah. at all. Yeah. And it's one of these ones that you kind of go, oh, fuck, everyone's watched The Sopranos. Like, yeah. Everybody talks about it. People refer to it. Even still, the show is over 14 years or something. Right. But it's still... It's just so out there yeah. that you can... So we, we went, do you know what? Let's just start watching this. Yeah. But now if we're at home kind of going, we try on the TV, let's watch an episode of it. Because once that's done, that's out of the way. Yeah. And it's another one that I'm now... It, it's a that's a that's a kind of a cheat of a goal, but it's I, like no, rather it's than watching a similar process, rather than watching you know the Only Fools and Horses episode where he falls through the counter for the forty fifth time, yeah. watch something new that at least yeah. I can fool my brain into going. Yeah. Will you achieve something? There? <laughs> yeah. No, I think um, it's um, it's changing my life, and the thing that I always wrote, that I have plastered to the top of my goals list every week is this has to be fun, man. Like literally, I've written this at the top of my goals yeah. list every week. If this is not fun, it's not going to work. You have to have fun with this. Yeah. Like I'm talking to myself from a previous life, or but you are from the zeitgeist. But you kind of are. That's the thing. You, yeah. It's it's the good part of you going. This is what you should be doing. Don't listen to the bad you. Yeah. Yeah. Good exactly. you is going. These are things you should do, and yes, some of them will be hard, and some yes. of them will be things that you won't feel like doing, but you should do. Yeah. Um, and some of them will be physically sore or they'll hurt you sure. or they're emotionally naked. You're yeah. opening up to You're people. Vulnerable. You become vulnerable, yeah. yeah. But listen to the good part of you who's going, do them anyway. That sort of overused line about, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, Susan Jeffers, um, shout out to Susan there. Um, still going. But, you know, I suppose it, I, I say it's overused and that it's now used as a title for things that have nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah, or the opposite. It's used ironically. It, yeah, yeah. It's So it's like... Like I'm, pl- I'm pleased as punch this week, you know, because mm. there's this song that I love. It's called The Luckiest by Ben Folds, right? Okay. Now, when I listened to that firstly 10 years ago, it was like reading your play that mm. few months ago. I wept. I just thought it was the most beautiful, most romantic love song I've ever heard. Absolutely amazing song. Um, so for 10 years, in the back of my mind, I've had this idea, imagine I could play that. Imagine. <laughs> When you listen to it, and if anybody's listening that knows the song, and or maybe is have paused to listen to it now, it's so complex that it would blow your mind. I learned the first eight bars of it this week on the piano. I don't play the piano. 
but I got YouTube open. There's a brilliant tutorial on how to play it. And this week is a huge win. Yep. Simply because of that. But if you do it, like I had a couple of years ago, you do that list at the end of the year. If that goes on it. That, it's there already. That, that, you know, <laughs> that's there. And to, to, to somebody who doesn't know the song or doesn't, give, doesn't care about the song or yeah. whatever, they might go, oh, right, yeah. But it matters to you. Yeah. Something else on your list might be, oh, yeah, Dan, I saw you in that show. You were brilliant. Yeah. That means something to them. Yes, yes, I know you were talking about how much it is for you. I think for me and my sort of sense of wellness, I like the fact that it also mattered to somebody else. I know that's coming back to I sort of stuff yeah. we talked about earlier. No, absolutely. Um, but that has like to be talk choice. about feedback yeah. from others. Um, you, you gave the example of you do a show, you're pleased with it, mm. and someone comes up to you and says, I really enjoyed your performance. In my work, if I have an intervention with a client and they come back to me two weeks later and say, I really, really got a lot out of that. I mean, I know we're not supposed to, according to modern dialogue, we're not really supposed to put our self-esteem and our self-worth in the hands of others, be it to build ourselves up or bring ourselves down. But that feels fucking amazing. You can say you're not meant to. And it helps my wellness. But of like... Neither of us have kids, but we both have like nephews, and yeah. in my case, a niece and a nephew. Yeah. But that kind of idea of somebody comes up and goes, like a kid comes up and says they love you or love hanging around with you. I mean, oh, how can you not? How can that not make you feel better? My heart just skipped a beat. But you can say, well, I'm not supposed to. I'm not going to allow other people to dictate how I feel. Yeah. You can try to manage it, but you can't. You can never ultimately stop. Well, yeah, and I think that's a good point. I mean, the whole dialogue that I referred to earlier about that is around not giving away everything mm. to other people whether it's to build yourself up or drag yourself down yeah. like comparing yourself to others is a good example you know I'm not as bad as them so I feel good about myself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or I'm not as good as them so, so I feel, I feel shit about bad myself. about yeah, yeah. myself yeah. it's a kind of a similar dynamic but there has to be room like you can't be that stringent about it there has to be room for receiving that yeah. feedback being grateful that this person otherwise you're just a stone who doesn't interact with the world yeah <laughs> who wants that <laughs> Some people, best luck to you. Yeah, enjoy your, enjoy yourselves. But you have to. I mean, yeah. And and that's one of the things that to kind of bring it to performance as well. It's one of the things I really love about performances and stuff. I really enjoy an audience being there. Yes. But, but not in the sense of actually going. Look at me, everyone. They've all come to look at me and my cat and and my colleagues in the cast. It's not about that. I actually fit, I enjoy that dialogue with people. Absolutely. Um. That that, that has no words in it. Sometimes them. it does. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, but absolutely. And it, it to, that to me, that's always been the magic of, of live performance. Yeah. Um, as could, opposed to, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And and some people, and we've probably all seen. You know, I I can't. I can never understand this from a performance point of view, but also from an enjoying it point of view. People who kind of go, oh, just pretend the audience aren't there when you're on stage. Never got that advice. Actually. Or if you feel nervous, <laughs> like just pretend they're not there. And as in, I never understood it. Yeah. I I can't because that's the whole point is that they're there like yeah that, that's why you're doing it yeah 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 um, and it's beautiful isn't it yeah but a lot of people get really stressed by it that's the other thing a lot of people will get really stressed and will worry about why am i doing this why am i putting myself in this position where which, i feel so stressed and which then, is not what i have in terms of i just i kind of i've got to a stage where i just go yeah, it's fine. We do the performance. That's great, and I'll enjoy the that, those moments of it. Absolutely. But I suppose maybe what I'm talking about is the the the, the run up to something where 
this is where I feel slightly frustrated with a process like being in a play. Yeah. Is that kind of last run of we've pretty much done what we're going to we've kind of created what we're going to create. Yeah. We now need to just kind of drill it and practice it and then we'll perform it. It's that last little bit where to me that feels slightly under slightly dissatisfying. Yeah. Because you don't have that spark of the the moment of interacting with people and and, and creating a new, but you yeah. also don't have that moment in well, with the audience. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't have that earlier moment of all we had was words on a page and we've now turned it into something. Yeah. And if you walked away after I you know, I've done stuff where you, you meet up with people for two hours yeah. in a workshop and let's take Mary had a little lamb or some nursery rhyme and let's make something of it. You, I can walk away at the end of that and go, that felt that felt really good. I yeah. feel better after that because something exists now that didn't exist before. Yeah. Um, I'd like to give a special shout out to Rachel Lally who is the director of our current show. Myself and Jared performing in the Mo Theatre in Ace this Thursday to Sunday, April 12th to 14th in one of the two one acts that are being shown. Ours is called... Uh, Pullman Car Hiawatha by Thornton Wilder. The other one is What's Left of the Flag. Um, and yeah, Rachel wants to come on to the podcast, which I'm delighted about. She wants to talk about the impact of drama on mental health. Yep. So, which we're kind of covering well, here, so sorry, similar, Rachel. Well, no, a lot of <laughs> no, similar but... themes to what we're discussing here today. But um, I just think that she's been a brilliant director in terms of what you're describing mm. here. Like, she really focused in on, okay, there's words on a a page that we will bring to life yeah basically the first four weeks were game no. improv yeah workshops yeah to get us in the place where we were going to be able to put this show on stage yeah and that was totally different to what i had experienced in any other preparation for performance and it really frustrated me it frustrated me because i could see that in you in early rehearsals sure, because yeah. this because was new territory was for you and yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah. i see but the point is i now see where, where it was getting to of course yeah. and it, it's it's been wonderful it's been yeah. really beautiful because it brought me into states into different mind frames that i hadn't experienced before one of which was extreme frustration <laughs> because i didn't know what the hell i was doing but there's kind of a lot of um, there's a lot but, there's a lot of positives in that very state of not yeah, knowing yeah. what you're doing because you're outside your comfort zone. There is something wonderful, and and I don't think t- drama or theatre is the only thing that does this. There's something wonderful about being able to trust yourself and other people in a scenario where you have no idea what's going on. Yes. But you go, you commit fully to doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I really like there, that. There's a wonderful <laughs> sense of. You kind of, it, it ties in about not putting yourself totally in the hands of others, but you kind of do, but you trust them and they're people that you've worked well with and you kind of go, yeah. okay, I don't really know what's going on here. None of us do, but do you know what? Let's hold hands and run over the edge of the cliff. Yes. And then when it goes, oh my God, that was amazing. And we've had lots of those little moments, haven't yeah, we, where yeah. it was amazing. But those little moments, that to me, it's that's so the whole point of doing something like that. Absolutely. It's those moments. Absolutely. And it, I know, this is this is magic out of nothing, and this is the moment that I think why a lot of people who probably do it kind of go, "What? Your favorite thing isn't performing it in front of the audience?" It's like, <laughs> no, because it's those things where yeah. almost the first time you do it, and I think we we, we talked about this. With, I was talking about this with some of the cast recently. We were talking talking in the pub, which is another positive aspect sometimes of being in these plays. Yeah. Um, but about how the first time you can create something in a, in in something like a a play or something, yeah is just wonderful and you spend the whole remaining process trying to get back to that magic yeah. chasing the dragon bro like 
you know, the, 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 the childlike wonder with which we appreciate yeah. things when we discover them for the first time. And like, yes. if we could all be more like children all the time. I yeah. mean, well, I believe that adult drama, amateur drama and professional drama is, the exact, is exactly that. Okay. <laughs> That's what I believe. It's yeah, people yeah, yeah. trying to get back to that childhood state of that wonderment, that wonderment creativity, that kind of just getting rid of the the chains around you, be it from your job, your yeah. life situations, your mental health. That's what I think is the most impactful thing. But that, that childlike wonder, if we took that into our lives all the time, like little simple things. I remember, I remember having this revelation. I was walking in Dublin City Centre one so, sunny uh, Saturday. No, this was an unbelievably sunny day. So it must have been in the 80s or something back when that still happened. No, but, <laughs> That's actually pretty true. That's... It was like four or five years ago. I was in, in Dublin on a Saturday afternoon and it was... 30 degrees nearly I think Whoa. it was like you, you were getting sunburned walking around the streets yeah. <laughs> but I ended up walking the whole way from Grafton Street right out to the Island Bridge the War Memorial and hung out in Phoenix Park as well and yes. stuff like that but yeah. having this thing about do you know what I'm not just going to go that's where I'm going head down and walk and and it's it it's the same thing as having that net time almost earlier it's not just about well I need to get from here to here the walk takes 20 minutes put the head down walk I'll get there in 20 minutes I'm actually going to Look, look up, look around. Yes. Yeah, because the what did you find? Of, I, I found all. I found these things that I'd love to. I'd love to kind of catalogue it in that sort of. Yeah. To feel a sense of achievement or to do in that sort of, if we could discover one new thing in the world every day, wouldn't From that be a wonderful thing? Something that we've never seen before, and it doesn't. And if you have, if, okay, if you if you've gone for the first time in your life to. Australia, and you go. There's, there's the Sydney Opera House. That'll do for the day. I've never seen that before. Tick. Yeah, yeah. They're the big it's ones. Rich. They're, they're the headlines. Opportunities. Yeah. But if you're just doing your normal, you get up in the morning, you go out, you get into your car, or you go to your train, you go to work, you spend the day in the office, you get in the train, you come home. There's a hundred things that you've not noticed yeah. because you've just gone. I'm just going to listen to this song again, or I'm going to try and get asleep, or I'm going to listen to an old episode of something on YouTube on the phone, or whatever you yes. do. To just pass the time. Exactly, exactly. And it could be like little things like you kind of go, I never noticed that little gate on the canal. I wonder where that yeah. goes. Does that go into a... This is so important, this stuff you're talking about yeah. right now. Like if you look up in Dublin City, for example, I'm just picking Dublin as an example, because yeah. it's not a high-rise city, so stuff is not no. gone to you. But you kind of go to the top of third-floor buildings, because most of them are old buildings. You yeah. kind of go, there's ornate carvings and there's yeah. statues. and stuff. You I go, wonder what I've that, never seen what that. that. Date, What's the history what's behind that? What's that date mean? Why is that number there? And... It's just that. It's about that kind of sense of wonder at the world of it's not... There are good things around us all yeah. the time. Take the time to appreciate those. Now, that's so beautiful. You're, what you're talking about here is finding wonder in the familiar. Mm. Because you're right. It can be so head down, grey, yeah. from a person's perspective. Yeah. But the opportunity is there all the time yeah, there's a wonderful <laughs> line there's a wonderful line in Patrick Kavanagh's poem and I'm going to sound very uh, I'm quoting poetry now it's <laughs> in, in the poem Advent which is why I'm kind of in my head this is like this is my Advent project that's nice um, it's about the and it's not just about chocolate uh, not at all calendar. no I'm looking forward to Christmas um, the newness that was in every stale thing when we looked on it as children wow. and it's like you're, re you're looking at things that you've seen every day in your life but you're seeing it anew every day that's beautiful. And there's a wonder in it, in that. Yeah. And but that's why creative things or Yes. Or whatever. Go like even go even that idea of twenty minutes of going for a walk. You might see something you've never seen before. Yeah. 
because you've set that intention mm. in that moment to bring it right into the moment now, mm. that can change your life because all you ever have is the present moment, really. Do you get yeah. me? Yeah. That's what I believe. And that's where my whole dialogue and talking on my post about being able to change your state in a second comes from. I just think that's so beautiful what you've just described there and, and something that every single person, every single person has a familiar surroundings. Yep. Like I'm looking around my room now where we're recording this yep. podcast. I love where I live. I love my little flat. Yep. And I immediately noticed a couple of things as you were saying that. Yeah. I've never noticed the way that is before. Yeah. Never and you might never notice it again. But that's not the point. But it's about existing in the world around you. Exactly. And setting that yeah. intention of looking for wonderment. Yeah. And you might find it in a new person that you meet. Yeah. Or I do. It, I do sometimes. It's lovely. But it is. It's engaging. Yeah. And it could be, It could be. there's a new person I've never met. That could be it. Yeah. But it could be, yeah. I never knew she was that funny. Yeah. I never knew he sure. was that yeah. good. I didn't know he could sing. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it yes. could be. Me and Dave Moore talked about this quite a lot on his second um, stint on this uh, podcast. And we talked about like that 15 seconds, was it 15 seconds? Something like that. Window to pause and notice. Mm. So he does this thing on Facebook and Instagram where he takes, he lives in Port Marnock. It's one of the most beautiful places in Ireland, you know, on the, on the, on the strand there. And he takes that, he calls it a smoke pick because it pisses off Dermot. Because <laughs> Dermot just hates social media. He says, you're just putting it up for likes and all this kind of stuff, which he's not. Because it's very similar to what I do with the Salon Sunsets. That developed out of, well, like I naturally started doing what you're describing, but I didn't, I couldn't put it so eloquently as you did. I was like, Jesus Christ, we got some sunsets here. Yeah. Silence. And I, like, I, I've recently got a collage. I did a oh. hashtag, which was a good decision. Okay. It was a bit of banter at the start. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag silent yeah. sunset. But actually when I click on silent sunsets in Instagram now, I get this big massive collage of all of them. Each one is different. Yeah. Each one is beautiful in its but own way. It's, that it's the intention of, looking for the difference and the beauty and something that you can see every single day yeah. and ignore. And that's the thing. We tend to, because you, you come home and you go, God, today was a bit of a shit day at work. I don't have rehearsals tonight. I wish I had rehearsals. I still can't play mm. that song. There isn't even sport in the telly for me to watch tonight. <laughs> and you, you end up going into a, ugh, this is a bit shit. Yeah. As opposed a to slippery just, I'm just going to go out and look at the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Absolutely. There, and, and there like, are, you mentioned the snow earlier. Yeah. We just for those who don't know, we had like a snow Mageddon in Ireland. Yeah. We never really get snow above. It was our like axle, five days of six foot of snow in. Some I places. had to be dug out of my gaff, yeah. basically, but uh, because we couldn't go to work, couldn't do any of that yeah. stuff. I really just when you're talking about this now, it's making me think back on how many people were just so dour yeah. about it. Yeah, and I was like a pig in shit. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, oh my I god, was oh my like god, the, oh my god. yeah, but not even that. It was more. I was just like. New experience, new experience. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Look I've at never that seen thing. this before, and I, I might never again. Oh my god, Keen is digging me out of my gaff. This is amazing. Recorded. Yeah, you know. So I think that that can be something that you can foster in every situation. Hmm. What about like because to the Instagram thing, and probably I should be asking you questions. You probably should be asking me questions. No, that's fine. But fine. the idea of the fact that we now have our phones in our pockets all the time does that take away from our ability to notice, or does it actually allow us to go? this is a remarkable sunset. I'm going to take a photo of it. So in those crap moments, I have a record of that. I, it I believe the latter. I think, I I believe the latter. I think I it can be both. Because yeah, you can sit on the train with your head and your phone. Right. It's, or whatever. It, it all depends on how, 
an autonomous human uses that yeah. facility. But yeah. I believe firmly in the latter. Yeah. Like, I, I see it as a tool to distract, which I'm trying to limit as mm. much as I can. But more so, it's a tool for the what you just described mm. there. Look at that. Oh, my God. Never noticed that before. Click. And the amount of joy I get out of my my own Facebook memories and looking back on my, my own Instagram mm. posts, whether it's to do with my two beautiful nephews, my wonderful sister and her husband, my mom and dad, you know, plays that we've done, friends. I just get so much joy out of all of that. And then, to continue our theme, mm. I'd be looking back on photos. Never noticed that. It, yeah, I didn't so know he was in that. It's like the gift that never ends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The other thing, I found a lot of my kind of, one of the things that I probably social media post a lot about is sport. <laughs> so I tend to look back and go, oh, it's two years since that <laughs> defeat happened in whatever sporting team I was watching. Because <laughs> you tend to put up the highs and lows. <laughs> so you kind of go, um, I don't know, you look back and go, oh, when did we win the 2000, when, when did we win the, the Grand Slam? Oh yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. When did Spurs get knocked out of Champions League? Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so like, Essentially, Facebook memories is your own personal Google search. <laughs> yeah, so Can be. Yeah, but, but, but not, there's no facility but, for that. But there's not, an app idea for something. But it's not one that you actually go looking in the way that I've just described. It actually comes and goes, oh, it's two years ago. Do you remember, do you remember losing that match? God, I felt shit that day. I believe eventually there will be an app that will be able to do that. How Probably. wonderful would that be? You could type in a description of a memory that you can't really... Remember? Yeah, the then, time oh, where so, the time then, where we yeah, it's a bit black mirrorish. It is, but I love the idea. It can work counterproductively as well, I'm sure. But to just continue in the theme of what we're talking, wouldn't that be so wonderful to be able to? You know how often do you? Oh, what do you remember that? the time what and we were and your man was there with the oh, with the with the head. Yeah, the, your man who drinks the pint in the and, local. And, and we went to the thing after. Do you know that? And you could put that in, and you'd get a little video <laughs> playback of the night. That would be amazing. Although, it, it, what we need to happen first, and this is way off topic, but it would just be for comedy value. Do you know when you're watching something, a film or a thing, and you're going, your man, what was oh, he in? He was face. in that thing with the, oh, what do I, that you could just search that. And I'm sure there is. I'm sure you can image, you can do a reverse image search, of course. Oh, uh, yeah, but nobody really But it's does. not the same thing. No. It's not the same thing as watching it and going, or, or even more frustratingly, you're watching it and you go, he looks like somebody. <laughs> and it's probably not that he actually resembles them but it's like <laughs> something that guy, about that reminds you yeah that guy like. in Game of Thrones the way he smiles yeah. that's what it is he has the same smile as someone I was in third class with and it could be that that's you what know, it is and, and you, you can't for that's so for that. frustrating <laughs> <laughs> well listen thanks for coming on no worries um, it's enjoyable this is I feel I feel we've just scratched the surface and spoke a little bit about our you know our, our love for the stage and I think there's a lot of ideas that in this short space of time that we've been talking so many ideas that we've hit on that will be helpful to other people yeah. I'd love you to come on again I think that you know this could be a dialogue that we could really sure. get stuck into yeah. and and go further than the surface yeah. uh, scratching but, but I found this conversation good fun so oh yeah and, and good and good yes. for kind of you feel you kind of come away from that going I'm actually going to do that. I'm, I'm reinvigorated to do those things that I talked about. I couldn't agree with you more. Like uh, I'm sure the listener, and I hope the listeners will, will feel the same. You know, the, there's something very visceral about that feeling of being invigorated after creating something that we, or that, not even creating something, having that conversation that we've had. Yeah. And we weren't strict on it. We didn't plan anything that yeah. we were going to talk about. No. I just think that's amazing. Yeah. You know, that how you feel after engaging with somebody on this level. Mm. 
And it's a huge part of why I set up the podcast as well. You know, I've never, ever come away from either a workout or a podcast recording feeling, uh Shouldn't Jesus. have done that. Have I dragged my arse to both of them? Oh, yeah. yeah. So many times. Yeah. Never felt worse after. Never, ever. Yeah. And some of the stuff that we've talked about, like not me and you, but on your, that I've on talked about to different people, particularly last episode with Sive, and she spoke about her, her difficulty after having an abortion at 19 and, you know, all that goes with that. That's heavy stuff. Mm. Um, but still, I spoke to her after we recorded and both of us felt so invigorated because, when I say again, we were connecting on that level of trying to help each other, trying to help ourselves, yeah. trying to help others and having the dialogue around mental health and wellness is yeah. just part of it. And like never-ending, pal. Little stuff like ending. noticing a, a, a decorative swirl on a bridge is yeah. not going to heal big scars like that. Yeah. But it's baby steps, I would imagine. You know, it, it's little things that you can kind of go, it's not It's not going to get rid of this huge emotional baggage and Maybe huge not. emotional scar that I have. But it's going to contribute. But it makes me feel well today. Exactly. It's gonna, it, that tiny little thing is going to contribute to the solution. Yeah. Or maybe st- maybe stop something getting worse. Absolutely, or keep and then it bay. and then you end up sitting in my gaff talking about it on a wellness podcast. You see, the world or the wheel keeps turning, and it's a yeah. beautiful thing. For those of you who are not familiar with my pages, um, I'm on Dan Kyo Wellness Project on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to contact me, if you're not doing well yourself, I am more than happy to um, speak with you um, over direct message on either of those platforms or you can get me at dankillwellnessproject at gmail.com to refer back to the song that I had been learning um, earlier on The Luckiest by Ben Folds I'm going to actually finish with that song don't worry it's not going to be me playing the first eight bars over and over again and I'm going to play it at the end of this podcast in the hope that Ben Folds people try and sue me for royalties so that I can have a direct link with him and get him on the podcast. So, yeah, thanks so many for listening, everybody. Jer, it's been an absolute pleasure. I know you're running off to watch your beloved Tottenham Hotspur, hopefully. Which will massively... Secure top which, four. Which will massively impact my wellness for the next day or so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One way or the other. Ironically. And, yeah, guys, if you are interested and are living in Dublin or the surrounding areas of Kildare, Dublin, Meads, um, or further afield, if you like... The venue for our show this week is the Mo Theatre in Nace, and the show dates are April 12th to 14th, so Thursday to Sunday this week. Thursday tickets, to Saturday. Sorry, excuse me, Thursday to Saturday. Uh, tickets are only a tenner, and uh, we would love, love, love your support, because we're so proud of what we've done. So yeah, cheers. Thanks so much, Jerry. Thanks. Bye.
what if I'd been born 50 years before you in a house on a street where you lived Maybe I'd be outside as you passed on your bike Would I know Stay for a couple 